Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. We've got to slow down. Great things happen after we slow down. We've been misled to believe that dentistry, more specifically the dental business, has to be complicated. Dentistry can be simple and dentistry should be simple. Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of the Dentistry Made Simple podcast with T-Bone. You know, I'm T-Bone. I'm so excited to be with you guys. And uh, last time we talked about our relaunch and kind of gave you a broad overview of the four phases of dental business made simple. To kind of remind you, for those of you that are just tuning in, that's Accelerate, slowing down to speed up. That's the revenue engine, working smarter, not harder. That's Scale, becoming a business, going from being a practice to being a business. And that's Optimize, taking your practice or your business from being good to great. You know, this week we're going to dive in deeper into the accelerate, the slowing down to speed up part of our dental business made simple framework. But before we get into this week's episode, I want to talk to you about something that's available to you. So many of you have loved our podcast, love what we're talking about, and you want more. You want some one-on-one coaching. You want some help implementing many of the concepts we've talked about. And that's where our 3D Mastermind comes in. 3D Dentists, we offer a 12-month mastermind program that will help you implement what we're talking about, provide you with one-on-one coaching each month, want a group coaching each month, and three visits together where we spend time together throughout the year, where we'll be sharpening our skills, focusing on these things, and helping us move our practice to a different place. That's our 3D Mastermind. The other place that we can help you with in getting started with this slowing down to speed up phase is our 3D business bootcamp. And that's really our focus on our patient buying process and our case acceptance journey. It's about training you, the dentist, and your team members on how to create a phenomenal patient buying journey that helps take care of the overwhelm, reduce the chaos, and take back control of your practice by slowing it down, but yet being more productive and more profitable than ever. So if you have interest in those things, don't hesitate to go to 3D-Dentists.com, reach out to me on social media, or reach out to our uh, lovely person in charge, Meredith, who happens not to be here today, so I'm probably going to get a little bit of trouble for doing this podcast episode without her, but she had to go to work today, so uh, we want to do that. So let's kind of dive in to this week's episode. We're talking about accelerating slowing down to speed up. Let's start with what's the importance of slowing down? You know, the truth is, is we've got to slow down. Great things happen after we slow down. Slowing down, 
allows me to take, take, take stake of what's going on, what's happening around me. Oftentimes when we're just running, 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 we never are able to see what's going on. We start losing sight of some of the problems that are happening or some of the bad habits that are creeping into our practice. You know, having a chaotic and busy schedule and always feeling like we walk in the door and hit the ground running and then walk out the door is not a great recipe for a long, sustainable, happy career. We've got to slow down. I find that slowing down for me takes many shapes and forms. Slowing down sometimes is just a matter of going on a walk with a couple of team members at lunchtime, just listening and talking. Slowing down for me sometimes means having an afternoon off every month where we do training and coaching with our team members and we focus on the things that move the needle in the practice. I find that slowing down for me sometimes a matter of going and working out. Sometimes we just need to get some of that stress out. And I know you're probably laughing because I'm probably not truthful with you that I work out a lot because I don't. But sometimes even slowing down is sometimes just having a dinner date with my wife and kids. You know, just getting to enjoy a little bit of time. You know, but slowing down is important. Breathing, understanding, thinking. Slowing down for me is really, really about thinking. Thinking about what's going on. The best ideas happen when I'm slowing down. Sometimes, sometimes, believe it or not, I just get in the car and go for a car ride for 30 or 40 minutes because I'm undistracted. I can just kind of think about all the things that are happening to me. And I get so much clarity when I slow down. So if I were to tell you a word that describes slowing down for me, it's about getting clarity, getting clear about what I'm trying to accomplish. So we want to learn the importance of slowing down. When is the last time you walked into your practice and actually just slowed down? You know, how many times have you had a cancellation and you're like, phew, I can get my head above water. And it really shouldn't have to be like that. That should be all the time. We should have a schedule that doesn't have us drowning all the time. We should have a schedule that gives us the ability to work in patients and see patients on emergency. You know, the truth is, is we've got our schedule packed so tight that we have to stuff people in when we have last minute emergencies or changes. A lab case didn't fit. Something didn't come back on time. And now we're, you know, scrambling to find places to put the patient in. Slow down. Take a deep breath. Enjoy the ride. This is a marathon. Dentistry is a marathon. It's not a short race. It's not a sprint. Okay. So enjoy slowing down. Now, part of slowing down to speed up and accelerating is establishing your case acceptance process or your patient sales journey, your patient buying process. So I want to take a moment to kind of walk you through this a little bit. And then at some point in time, I'm going to walk you through this in more detail. We'll probably have a dedicated episode to walking through the case acceptance process, the patient buying process. But this is also what our business bootcamp heavily focuses on. And the case of patient buying process starts with how, how and what type of patients are you attracting? You know, what patients are you bringing to your practice? If you do zero marketing, zero social media presence, zero any of those things, and you're relying just on insurance, and there's, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But then you have to understand you're bringing in cold buyers. You're bringing in patients that are literally just looking for a dentist. They think we're all the same. But if we're doing something out there 
to kind of separate ourselves. We're letting people know that, hey, we're an implant-focused office. Then you're bringing in customers who are looking for implants, and you're one step along the buying process. You don't have to make them aware they're coming in aware. They're coming in concerned about this. So part of the case acceptance process is what type of patients are you attracting and what are you doing to attract them? You know, the next part is diagnosis. The truth is, is we all have a fear of overwhelming our patients, and we oftentimes don't give them a chance to say yes to the best. Now, what do I mean by yes to the best? Yes to the best is simply about giving your patients a chance to say yes to getting that mouth in optimal health. Whatever you believe optimal health is as the practitioner, and giving a chance for them to do it, and commit to it all at once, and doing it in fewer well-planned visits. It doesn't mean full mouth reconstruction. It doesn't mean equilibration. It doesn't mean any of those things. It just means you giving your patients a chance to say yes to the best, whatever you believe the best dentistry is. The next part of it is communication. We've been misled to believe that we need to educate our patients. And it couldn't be further from the truth. We need to influence our patients. We need to influence them to understand what options are available to them and help them make a choice that fits best in their life. And that's what communication is about. It's helping them see the opportunity, helping them go from unaware of something to aware of something, helping them go from unconcerned to concern, and then the buying process moves the step forward. And that moves us to the financial phase. And that's about making treatment affordable. You know, we're often led to believe that our prices are too high, and truthfully, it's not. You know, it's just that we don't make it easy for our patients to afford the dentistry that we want. We don't help make it easy for them to see the monthly payment. And that's really what the financial phase is about. It's about having a transparent financial menu in place that you give to every patient so that they can see exactly what you're doing to them, how long it's going to take, how much it costs, and exactly what options are available to them to make it affordable. That's really the crutch of the financials phase. And then it's about scheduling. And that's about controlling your schedule, priority scheduling. And we'll do a whole episode just on our scheduling process and what that looks like. You know, we can go deeper and deeper into this and helping us understand all the parts and pieces that we use to make this simple. So establish a patient buying journey. Establish their sales process from the moment they're attracted to your office, from the moment they walk into your office, how you're telling them, what dentistry you're telling them that's possible, what de- how you're telling them, how you're influencing them to do that dentistry or want that dentistry, how you're making it affordable so they can actually say yes, and then where you're putting the patients in on your schedule without having to work extra days, without having to move things around, being able to prioritize doing fewer well-planned visits. Now, part of slowing down to speed up is also establishing a leadership and culture mentality. You know, leadership and culture make the vision and the dreams happen. If you're not a good leader, I want you to understand that leaders are born every single day. All leaders have been given birth. They've been born. Now, nobody is really born a leader. We become leaders. We grow ourselves into leaders. And leaders doesn't mean that you have to be like me and boisterous and, you know, overbearing and just, you know, good with words and very comfortable in front of a lot of people. Leadership doesn't have to mean that. 
Leadership can be one-to-one interaction. You know, I, I, look, I use Liz as an example in my practice who runs our sleep apnea department. I look at Liz as a leader. Liz isn't an outgoing personality that is out in front of people all the time, although she does that when she helps, helps teaching for us. But she is a leader when she has one-to-one interactions with patients, when she has phone calls with patients, when she's going out to our referral partners for sleep apnea. She's leading at that point in time. And so leadership doesn't mean a president. It doesn't mean Tony Robbins. That doesn't mean leadership. Leadership is being clear and being there for your people. Leadership is about leading yourself first. And leading yourself is about being clear about what you want to become at this season of your life. Leading yourself is about recognizing your strengths, recognizing your weaknesses, playing to your strengths, and then finding ways to work around your weakness. Too often we're taught that leading yourself and strengths and weaknesses that we need to focus on getting stronger in our weaknesses. And I say it should be the opposite. We should be doubling down on the areas that we're strong and finding people around us that complement our weaknesses. But you got to learn to lead yourself. Then you got to learn to lead your team. And leading your team, quite frankly, isn't that complicated. People just want to be heard. They want to have a clear idea of what they're trying to accomplish. And they want your support. And they want you to tell them they're doing a good job sometimes. They want you to give them feedback so they can do a better job. They just want some time and connection with you. That's really about leading your team. And then leading your patients follows after you lead yourself and lead your team. You've got good, clear decisions about what you're trying to accomplish, what you're going to stand for. Your team knows you've got their back. You know your team got your back. And then you can go to patients and you can help lead them down doing the dentistry that they want. Sometimes it's dentistry that they need and want. Sometimes it's dentistry that they just want. They don't really need. That's what orthodontics and cosmetics, that's what so implants, that's what so many of these things are. You know, we have to recognize that patients don't need teeth to live. You know, 30 to 40 million people in the United States of America have no teeth and they live a pretty good life. You know, as dentists, we don't understand that, but they do. So if you learn to lead yourself, get clear, find your strengths and focus on your strengths, you know, supplement your weaknesses, then learn to lead your team by giving them guidance, giving them support, then it becomes easier to lead your patients because you're not doing it alone. That's the importance of leadership and culture. And the culture is what you stand for. And that comes from top down. When you learn to lead yourself, your culture oozes and emanates to everybody else around you. You end up surrounding yourself with people just like yourself. So remember, leadership doesn't mean that you have to be presidential. It doesn't mean that you have to get out and and speak amazing things or life-changing things. Leaders just mean you have to be engaged. Leadership just means that you have to be engaged in your practice, engaged in yourself, engaged in your team, engaged with your patients. Now, financial flexibility, developing a savings plan. It has been very critical for me to develop a savings plan. Now, listen, I'll be the first one to tell you that at this stage of my life, we're very fortunate. I have a practice. My wife has her medical practice. We've done well. We have double incomes. Not everybody listening uh, to this podcast, many of you are the only uh, economic provider in your practice, sorry, in your life, and things are different. But I'll argue it's even more important for you to have a savings plan uh, because you're, you're, you're it. 
You know, and a savings plan is about, you know, creating a legacy, you know, creating security. And it's also about creating flexibility, flexibility to make choices. You know, hey, do you, do you want to take that risk on doing some marketing for the next few months? Maybe it's going to be five, six, seven, eight, ten thousand dollars $10,000. You know, when you have flexibility, when, you, when you've saved and set aside money for that, you can take those risks. And that's the four-letter word that got most of us to this point in our life is risk. R-I-S-K. You know, when we started, we bought a practice or we, when we started a practice. We had nothing to lose. We took a risk. We went to the bank. They, gave, they took a risk on us. And then slowly over time, we started getting more and more conservative and stopped taking risks. And that usually revolves around financial flexibility. Because as our income grew, our expenses grew. Dentists don't have an income problem. Dentists have an expense problem. And that's really what the savings plan's about. It's about creating an automated savings plan that helps you have financial flexibility. Now, I have a great episode from way back, probably like episode number five or six of all, you know, five, six years ago that kind of walks through a financial flexibility plan. I'd love for you to go back and kind of pull that episode up. But really flexibility is, number one, make it automated. Make it come out. Don't let it get to your bank account. Let it get to your savings bank account, okay? And then how you invest your money is a separate conversation. And honestly, for people that are way smarter than me. If somebody would ask me how I invest my money, I'll tell you when it comes to stocks, I'm pretty simple. I buy the S&P index fund. I buy some QQQ index funds. And that's pretty much it. Every once in a while, I'll take a little bit of a risk on another you know, index ETF or a sector ETF. And that's kind of how I play things from my long-term perspective. Here's what we know. It's hard to beat the overall market. And if you're consistent in it, you will do well. Okay? So savings plan. I recommend that you develop and start saving to have three months of personal savings. In other words, Live your life for three months. If it costs you five grand a month to live, then I need you to have 15 grand in cash so that you could live for three months if you made no money in your practice. Imagine what kind of risks and flexibility you would have if you could live your life for three, four months without having to make any money because you've saved and planned for it. Now, when it comes to your practice, I want you to have a couple of months of working capital. You know, depending on the size of your practice, your overall diversification, one to two months is what I want so that your practice can take risks. And that also means that until you have those baseline numbers, you know, a month or two of working capital within your practice, three to four months of, of spending money or, or your life living money saved up in cash, I don't want you investing any money in technology in your practice. That's got to be one of the first things that we do is we got to have a, a rainy day fund. Okay, so I want you to do that. And for me, the best decision I made, and I made it too late in my career, I made it uh, 10 years into my career, I should have done it a little earlier, is I'd started doing it automated. In other words, I just did a few hundred dollars a month, or $500 a month, or $1,000 a month. Everybody's going to be different based on your income level. And then I raised that number every quarter or every year. So if, if, if last year was $1,000 a month, 
and, and I was able to do that, that I'm going to push myself this year and make it $1,500 a month or $1,250 a month or $2,000 a month and automated where it comes out of my paycheck and it goes directly into a savings account. I keep mine at Fidelity Investments. You can do E-Trade, Charles Schwab, Robinhood. There's lots of options there. But that way it's not in the bank account that I see on a regular basis. I'm a firm believer that you got to put it into a separate bank account, a separate bank uh, so that you don't see the money on a regular basis. And that's kind of where the money sits. Now, smartness, you got to keep that money working. So you want that money working for itself. You don't want it just literally sitting there in cash, but you want to have some liquid money to help pay the bills so that you could take some risks and make good choices for your practice. Now, notice, I didn't say go buy things. I didn't say go buy cars, go buy houses, go buy this. Everything, every, uh, every purchase needs to be purpose-driven. And the last part is keeping score. You got to know the score. As I mentioned in that overview podcast, you got to have a scoreboard, you know, and what's on your scoreboard. You know, I don't know if you guys watch a lot of sports anymore, but when I was growing up, the scoreboard was simple. It was just visit a home team, visitor team, and the score. That was it. And then as the game got more complex, as we were able to digest more of the games, then we started seeing like rebounds. We started seeing fouls. We started seeing time left in the game. We started seeing, you know, we got these lines on the, on the TV screen that tells you where the first down is. You know, our scoreboard has gotten a little bit more complicated, but it always started with the basics. How much time is left? The home team, visitor team. So establish your scoreboard. You know, where are you at? What do you should, what, where should you be at this point in the month? And where are you at with production and collections? That's your baseline scoreboard. Because if you don't know that, you're in a world of hurt. It doesn't matter if you know your patient retention rate. It doesn't matter if you know your, you know, your collections percentage and your bank overhead. And those things don't matter if you don't know the basic part, which is where are we at in the month? Where should we be? What's my production and collections? We've got to know those basic scoreboard items. And then the next step to that is we believe in whiteboards in our practice. And we have whiteboards kind of in my practice, in the break room, uh, in our sterilization room, where we keep track, where we have individual scoreboards, like how many sleep appliances we had, how many implants are we had, you know, what's our pipeline look like, how many Itero scans have we taken this month, how many Medit scans have we done, how many Seric crowns have we done. All of these things, these little scoreboards are set aside on whiteboards. You know, I have my case workflow, so I know which cases, how many implants we have coming up in the next couple of months, how many guides I need to make or have sent out, how many big cases are on our pipeline, how many big cases are we working up and putting through our sales process. That's where these whiteboards come in. So, that, you know, that's kind of the accelerate, slowing down to speed up. You know, I hope it gets your juices flowing. I hope it also help, makes you question how, how connected you are to your practice. I also hope that it makes you want more for yourself. And again, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, if we can help you at 3D Dentist, we have our 3D Mastermind, we have our 3D Business Bootcamp. Those two, those two workshops, those two programs are really focused on the accelerating, slowing down to speed up, getting clear about what you're trying to accomplish, developing a case acceptance process, establishing a sales journey, establishing your leadership and culture and how to lead yourself, your team, your patients, Developing a savings plan so that we have an exit strategy or financial security moving forward. 
and understanding and knowing the score and having a scoreboard set up in our practice so that your team members can start keeping score so they know the score and not just you as the dentist know the score. And God forbid, just your accountant knows the score. You've got to know the score more than two weeks after the month ends because we're waiting on our accounting report. You've got to know the score. So thank you so much for tuning in this week, and we'll see you next Tuesday with another episode of The Dentistry Made Simple with T-Ball. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.